I think we all get caught up in thinking that giving money back is the most important thing and it's yeah. not, yeah. right? It's not like, and for us, like our Be Generous project is we give back our time, treasures, and talents. Yeah. Welcome to The Founder's Mentality. My name is Josh Feedy. I'll be your host today. Sitting next to me is somebody that, for sure, if you're in Minnesota, needs no introduction, except for if you're only listening to this on the podcast and you can't currently see his face. But I have someone next to me that I'm, I'm super, honestly, super excited to have on. I've wanted to have him on for a really long time. We originally had a conversation probably a year ago, and I mentioned it, and then we just never got back around to it. But he was recently on a really good friend of mine's podcast, Mick Labrador at Coffee and Closers. And I cornered you immediately after and said, all right, now's the time. Yeah. So everybody, please help me welcome Mr. Chris Lindahl to The Founder's Mentality. Thanks for having me. No, this is seriously, <laughs> this is an honor. Now, my children never watch my podcast, but I'll let the listeners know the first time I met you, uh, you were walking through the hall of WeWork. You probably don't remember this. I ran up to you and I said, Chris, um, you have made me famous in my children's minds because when we're driving down the highway, for whatever reason, they always say, Dad, why are you on a billboard? <laughs> and um, I, don't, I don't see the similarity, but apparently we look related. And so it's always just tripped my kids out. So I'm going to show them this video and it's going it. to blow their mind. Yeah, I love it. This will be what the point names? they stop listening. Jolie and Tristan. Jolie and Tristan. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jolie and Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris Lindahl. There you go. No, so you've made me famous, at least in my kids' minds, yeah. right? Um, but so that's awesome. Now, uh, like I said, this has been something I've wanted to do for a really long time because I see a lot of similarities between you and I in how we approach marketing and how we approach building our businesses, the enthusiasm that we put behind it. You have energy for days, man. Like I can't even keep up with you. People are always telling me they're like, every time I walk in a room with you, I feel like you just like went crazy. Like, what are you on? And I'm like, no, no, no. Wait till you meet Chris Lindahl. <laughs> this guy's got energy for days. So me and you together, this literally is like Chris Farley and Billy Mays coming together I love it. all at one time. Yeah. Let's just bring the <laughs> listeners what they want. So real quick for anyone listening that isn't in Minnesota, doesn't know who you are for whatever reason. Let's do the quick elevator pitch. What yeah. is your business? Who are you? Yeah, so uh, today we have, uh, we have Chris Lindahl Real Estate, mm -hmm. um, which is our, our core side, uh, innovative side of really uh, disrupt, disrupting the traditional industry. Yep. Um, we also have um, a separate company that handles all of Zillow offers. Mm -hmm. So we're the uh, broker partner for Minnesota and Western Wisconsin for Zillow offers. So, mm -hmm. um, so we have two different structures, two di different types of things. Um, they're both very heavy operational uh, because we're so focused on the consumer mm -hmm. uh, and making that experience great for them. Um, we also have a lot of things that we're, um, that we're in the process of launching, like we're live right now on, on a couple of my uh, personal pages. <laughs> uh, we're launching masterminds for entrepreneurs um, where we're going to teach others you know, what we've built. And you know, when you really think about it collectively, I mean, just in the, the Minnesota market alone, you, know, you have you know, approximately 30,000 plus real estate agents. Yeah. And so, you know, teaching, uh, entrepreneurs, like how do you stand out? Uh, arguably, um, you know, us being the most recognizable name 
in the area out of 30,000 people, most industries and and most businesses that I've seen don't have 30,000 companies to compete with. No. No, absolutely not. And this ties in so beautifully. Uh, show the camera the shirt you're wearing. I mean, if, if nobody has seen this shirt, ah! that's the Be Generous shirt right there. I'm waiting on mine, and I'm going to rock it as soon as I get on it. on back order. But it's very much part of your mission yeah. and your you as a person. Um, you were on Coffee and Closers, and you said that anyone wearing a Be Generous shirt, um, they become generous. Um, you had mentioned a story about someone that just like wrote you a message and said, ever since I got this shirt, people approach me on the street. Everybody's excited to meet with me. Um, but I think that that is also probably the most clever uh, employee retention tactic I've ever seen in my life. Because now you have employees walking around with Be Generous shirts and feeling yeah. good about who they are and feeling good about <laughs> what they do and the organization they work for. There's something to be stolen there for other businesses. Yeah, yeah, you're no, you're 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 spot on. I think one of the things um, that even even before someone in our company receives or puts on a be generous T-shirt, yeah, we've already hired and attracted someone to that message, and and the the company takes a life of its own, right? So so when someone enters our world, they already believe in that. Yeah. They're already attracted to that style yep. of business, that style of life, yep. that 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 mindset. Yep. Um, and so so when they put the shirt on, th- that was the human being that they already were, yeah. right? And yeah. so um, and this is, you know, and I mentioned this before, but like when you think about locker rooms and sports and all of that, yeah. this is why we are winning yeah. is because of our people in the community that we have. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the crazy marketing. It's not in that stuff, you know, and people will think like, how can that not be it? And it's right. not right. Right. It's, it's really not, it's our people and we have the yeah. most amazing people. Yeah. And then you take that a step further and you watch the influence that our people have on their families mm-hmm. on generosity. Like yesterday we had, um, we had Amber, ha- Amber Hattie, one of our agents, mm-hmm. um, that set up this, uh, this thing that we do all the time with Ronald McDonald house mm-hmm. where we prepare food and we, and we come in and, and we help the families in, in a time of need. Yeah. Um, Amber did that on her own, yeah. right? Amber set that up, orchestrated yeah. that. And so yeah. what you have is you have, uh, you have a community of people that are like-minded but when you have a community of like-minded minded people, you have a safe environment, yeah. right? In, in which then that environment encourages leadership. Absolutely. Right? And so it all takes a life of its own. And, you know, people, you know, I, I, there's times where I get so much of the credit, like, yeah. and it's, it's not true. It's not me. It's, it's really everyone else. I mean, I'll, here's what I would say to that, though. Mm-hmm. Because I, I say this all the time. Um, when companies are, people ask me a lot about social media just because I'm, I'm constantly on channels doing these things. And so they ask me all the time, how can we get our employees to do this more? How do we get our employees to start preaching our message and sharing things? And I say, well, Mr. or Mrs. CEO, are you doing it yourself? Yeah. No, why would I do that? Because it starts at leadership. Mm-hmm. Because you're the one that gives everyone else permission that this is okay. Not that this is an expectation, not that you can't work here if you won't do these things. I'm giving you permission if you're comfortable to do these things. And that way, if we do something that inspires you in some way, you are now going to share that. It's a really powerful thing, and it's probably the hardest thing for organizations to figure out, and you've totally nailed that. So you've multiplied yourself. It's it, that is that is very difficult, and I th- I think often businesses look at leadership in the wrong way. Where I yeah. totally look at it as bottom up. Yeah. Right. Like I'm I'm on the same level as everyone else, yep. and arguably 
a lot of our people might be on a level higher up than I am. Yeah. And, and you know, you, when you hire people that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. that do a better job at things that you're weak at, yep. that's where you can have like ultimate growth. That's yep. where the velocity comes from yep. is when you, when you have people that are in a position where they are better than you. Yeah. And to your point, if you're not willing to do those things, yeah. like like you're talking about these other CEOs and, th- if they're in, and business executives, if they're not w- willing to do those things, yeah. then they have to be willing to submit to their weaknesses yep. and say, hey, I'm not willing to do this because I'm not great at this yep. or I don't want to be vulnerable. And that means that you have to bring someone else in. Yep. But like you had mentioned, if you want to get ultimate traction in anything you do in the world, yep. you have to lead by example. Absolutely. You can't expect others to do it if you're not going to do it. Nope, absolutely not. But this comes to the next thing that I really wanted to uh, talk with you about because, and you spoke about this uh, on Coffee and Closers as well, but this was really a poignant moment for me because this is where I really realized the similarities that we have in our strategy for building a business. Um, putting your face on everything. Mm-hmm. I know you get a lot of flack for that, and we we don't need to talk about the flack you get for that. Anyone listening that's probably seen the Reddit and seen yeah. the Yelp, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do the same thing. The reason I do it is because I studied the other SaaS businesses in my space. Um, and I started realizing that the startups were that were gaining traction, their CEOs were very visible. Mm-hmm. And not just visible, the illusion of accessibility was created because of how visible they were. And what that was doing was creating just fanatical supporters for that organization and really helping them jump off. Now, it was also creating fanatical, uh, you know, fanatics that wanted to just yeah. bash them. Yeah. But you're not doing it right if you don't have both sides, so whatever. Um, but that's why I gave myself the permission to start being the face of the business, to start turning myself into a caricature mm-hmm. of, the, of sales reach and just yeah. really put it out there. I know you get a lot of flack for this and you know, you're know you on every billboard in town, but it's working so far, mm-hmm. right? Where I wanted to go with this though is all the things that I think that's inspired locally. Mm-hmm. I just saw another guy just the other day on LinkedIn that made a billboard of himself emulating you. I think he's a home builder. Yeah. He said he got your permission to do it. Yeah, yeah. So he's a, uh, he runs a construction business. Actually, I went to yeah. high school with him. There you he's go. Been a friend of mine for a long time, <laughs> Joe Hoffman, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And recently people were going down, was it Nicollet Avenue yes. doing a costume contest, yes. being Chris Lindahl? Yeah. I mean, look at this. Look at yeah. this evangelism that's coming yeah. out of that, right? You have to you have to make a statement. You have to take a chance if you want to create that kind of environment where people feel like they can jump on that bandwagon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how thought out was this though when you started doing this? Um, not that well thought out. Like it wasn't <laughs> like this magical moment where I spent a significant amount of time saying like, yeah. Hey, if I do this, I know this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have some feedback before I started, yeah. uh, you know, as I was growing my individual real estate business back then, yeah. um, I realized that people connected to people, right. And they were always mentioning their realtor name, but not their brokerage name. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what then, you know, then my, my sort of dream at that time was like, what if I create a name, like a personal human name mm-hmm. brand, that people can connect not only to their agent, but also to the company, yep. which is is actually our competitive advantage now um, because we've been doing this for years and years and years, and we have had no pushback from any other real estate company yeah. in you know Minnesota or Wisconsin 
we are so far ahead when it comes to branding. We are mm -hmm. so far ahead when it comes to our strategies and the way that we've developed our process mm -hmm. to, to service the consumer. Yeah, you are so far ahead with branding. And, and don't be confused, anyone listening. Branding is not, Chris, putting his face on everything. The branding here is the story that you're telling. Yes. That we are here for you that we are generous people and we want to see the best for you, that we're going to bring you value. We're not just going to be selling you all day. Um, it's a promise that your company's made. And I've, I've been watching it, man. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are crushing it on mm -hmm. this. You're Thank definitely you. delivering on the promise. Thank you. And that's again, a very hard thing for organizations. Now, I think it would be ridiculous for me to not mention, nobody can see what's happening in this room right now, unless we take one of these live stream cameras and like move them around <laughs> or something. But there's one, two, three, four, five, six different cameras in this room right now. Yeah. Three of them are mine. Yeah. So, I mean, Gary V would be jealous of this setup. Of this course, is absolutely yeah. insane. We're going to yeah. be able to chop this up all day long. I know that's part of your strategy as well with what you produce. It is, you know, one of the, the biggest regrets that I have. So if, if, you know, someone's watching or listening that that's in a position where they're just starting to build their business is I didn't do this at the beginning. Yeah. Right. So I didn't document anything. And I think there were so many lessons that I had along the way and so many really failures, honestly, where I, like I didn't make the right decisions or where we struggled that I wish I had those videos to share with other entrepreneurs that might be experiencing those same pain points. You know, the one that comes to mind right now is, is the coronavirus. Yeah. Right. I mean, I sympathize with so many of these companies right now that are, that are really struggling. And I remember back in the early days where this would have been impactful on us, you know? And, and, and so I know the feeling of, you know, I've got a, uh, a friend of mine that I'm going to go to dinner with tonight that uh, has to make some tough decisions yeah. uh, with their company. And, and so um, I'm just fortunate that, you know what, we're, we're past all of that. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've invested a really, uh, a really great brand. Yeah. We're super well capitalized and, and uh, knowing that this day would come, which I think is a testament to all businesses. Like this is a big stress test for so many industries yeah. and so many businesses that, uh, you know, I think so many businesses rely on debt, right? And, yeah. and so yeah. now they're in a position where if new business isn't coming in, you know, they're running out of their, their line of credit or they're running out of their credit cards or they're, they're feeling like they're tapped or they're almost maximized and, and they're you no know, layoffs and there's this panic going on. Um, and, and I'm not trying to pretend that I'm a doctor or I have a, the outcome of what this coronavirus is. It's, it's right. clearly become more serious as of recent right. um, and I'm not an expert in that field. I do know that these crises type things happen in businesses. Yeah. They don't have to necessarily be global, nope. economy related, you know, I mean, they're, they're not always health related. In, in most cases, it's not the same thing twice, right. right? And so I think there were, you know, I was watching the consumers over the past few years and they thought that they were gonna sell their house and go into a rental mm -hmm. and wait for this housing market to like bottom out right. and then they were gonna buy foreclosures just like they did last time. Yeah. And you know, what, what, what we see happening right now is it's, the, you know, whether we're in a recession, whether we're headed for one, debatable, everyone, every expert has a, a different opinion on that. But what we're seeing here that is so different than last time is it's not gonna be housing. No. Right? It, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, there's yeah. student loans, consumer debt, corporate debt, it, right? I mean, you look at a lot of these, you know, these huge companies that are, that might run out of money in weeks, yeah. you know, and, and, and so, and, and we have such a global economy now and, yeah. and you think about, you know what, the, the products and the things that need to be shipped here, that companies are dependent on. And I mean, there, there's so much global connection to all of this. Yeah. Um, th this is a, a moment for everyone to take a very close look at not only their business, but also their personal life, Absolutely. like on, on how they're managing finances, how they're managing debt, 
Um, you know, this is a big wake up call for a lot of people. I can't tell you how many, uh, people and friends I've talked to in business where this is going to make a major impact. Yeah. You know, one thing that we set up years ago is, uh, we set up the ability that we knew in, in a crisis situation that everyone could work from home. Yeah. So, so yeah. last night, like we implemented, like everyone's working for home, working from home for yeah. the rest of March. Yep. And it's not some panic, like, or anything like that. Like, <laughs> it's just that we have the ability to do that. So do it. So for our employees, our agents and their families, it makes sense to do, yeah. right? But but a lot of companies aren't prepared. They don't have a plan. No, they don't have a plan for any of this. And yeah. and I think one of the other things is is when you think about sales and you think about everything that is happening. And so many companies are dependent on the next transaction, the yeah. next revenue stream yep. that they make decisions based on that. And yep. that's not the right decision to make for your company or your family. In a lot of cases, also your client. Right? Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of industries right now where you have clients um, where they're in major pain. And the only thing that they need right now is they need you to be there for them. Yep. They don't need you to try to sell them something else. Nope. They don't need you to ask, when's the invoice getting paid? Nope. All they need is they need value and you need, they need to be able to present them with information that can help them make better decisions yeah. and someone to lean on. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't seen any major changes in, in, in housing. I mean, mm -hmm. rates are super competitive, you know, based to, to, uh, to sort of the historic rates and, um, we have low inventory in our area. Yeah. So this is a great opportunity for so many. Yeah. Um, but you know what, we're, we're, we're making decisions based on the information that we have today and we're yeah. going to continue to rely on the CDC and the people that understand what it is and we're going to follow yeah. their guidance and, I don't want to be the company that puts someone in a position of risk yep. um, because I was thinking about profit or revenue first. Yep. And that's a very big challenge for a lot of companies when you think about leadership. Yep. Um, ultimate leadership is about what's best for your clients, your community, your yep. agents, yep. your employees, and their families. That's yep. what's first. Yep. Like money, revenue, profit, that's secondary. Yep. Like, I mean, and, and this is a wake up call, I think, for our entire society too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, I mean, even simple little things about washing your hands. Yeah. Like, look at how many people are washing their hands. Look Wash at the notices hands. that are, look at the notices. I mean, I, I just, you know, we're in, we work right now. I watched it. I just looked at all the notices. I took a picture of them. Yeah. There's of like the notices that 50. are on the wall. Yeah. You know, there's Clorox wipes in every room. Yeah. There's hand sanitizer. There's yeah. soap. Like, yeah. I mean, Things yeah. that we've always known we should be careful of spreading germs in general. Yeah. Like, I think it's a great wake up call for society, but then there's yeah. the other side of it, which is the technology side of, yeah. of exactly what your product and video based and things like that, where yeah. it it's going to give us the ability to sort of test out doing business a bit different, Yep. right? A lot of traditional businesses um, are not used to having people work from home. Yeah. They're not used to delivering videos. They're not used to delivering video conferencing. Yeah. Like there's all these different things that, a lot of people aren't talking about right now, but the way that business is done could change drastically from this event. Yeah, no, I, I believe that as well. I mean, by the time we release this podcast, it'll be too late, but tomorrow my team and I were putting together a conference called Grounded. It's just a digital conference mm -hmm. because we wanted to talk about some of the solutions, not the problem. Everybody's talking about the problem. We need to talk about the solutions here. Um, and us specifically, our customers are salespeople. And salespeople are honestly they're freaking out a little bit right now, especially enterprise salespeople that are working big deals that are very used to getting on a plane and meeting face to face. Um, we're not approaching this because it's an amazing opportunity for us to prove the value of our company. Of course. But we're approaching this saying, look, we do have a solution that was built for not being face to face. We're not saying this is to replace ever being face to face. But while you can't be, there's so many technologies. Yeah. We still have quotas. 
businesses still need to go on. So we need to pivot really, really quickly. And I think that what's been interesting, at least for me, is, is you're right. Businesses need to prepare for disasters. We can say that till we're blue in the face. Yeah. Many still won't. Um, this one, I think we, even just two weeks ago, most people were looking at it going, oh, this will be a non-issue. So it sounds like a, a bad cold. Okay, no problem. Within about two weeks, it became pretty clear we got a plan. And it almost within two weeks was too late for a lot of businesses. Yeah. I mean, we really need to be reacting to this and be planning for yeah. a world with something like this. Yeah, I want to share. I want to share something with you. You, you, you mentioned yeah. planning. Yeah. Um. And and we didn't know that this day was going to happen. No. Obviously, we didn't know what it was going to be, and I don't think anyone did. Nope. Um. We knew at some point the markets go up and down. Uh. We were fairly confident in our company that it wouldn't be housing this time around because most people are in low interest rates, right? Like 3%, yeah. like yeah. jobs are strong. They're, the indicators are different, yeah. right? We knew those things, but what we knew is we knew the traditional real estate process had to go away, yeah. right? We knew that there had to be a better way to do that. Yeah. And so that's proving right now, uh, because we made these decisions years ago yeah. to build a better home selling strategy, to, yeah. better, to, to build a better strategy to find properties before they hit the MLS and do these things, yeah. how to view, you know, we FaceTime, we do video, we do all these things that we provide all this information to home buyers so that they don't have to go to a showing. Yeah. We provide our, our and this isn't a sales pitch for me, but like no. we provide yeah. our guaranteed <laughs> offer program. You can sell your house without showings or do any of those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can capitalize on the market today and, the, and yeah. what the comparables are showing. Yeah. Like that is a different way to sell. Yeah. So now you have all of these other real estate companies that don't have any programs like this at all. Right. That are trying to pivot into, you know, a, a, a time in our in our world where things are kind of uncertain. Yeah. And they don't they don't have a selling solution or a home buying experience option yep. for this type of moment. Yep. And we're fortunate that we do. And this is why. As a visionary, you always have to be thinking about what's next, yep. and you always have to think that what you're doing now will go away. Like it's almost like this insecurity, like where every day you wake up, you're like, someone's going to take this away, or someone's going to provide a better experience for the consumer. Yep. How do I continue to grow that? And that's yeah. what that's the foundation of our entire company. And I, yeah. I wanted to share that yeah. because this is that moment for so many where they're feeling pain yeah. that could have been avoided if they would have been innovating a year, yeah. you know, 12 months, 24 months ago. Yeah. And they could provide a solution yeah. that is recession proof. That is crisis proof. Like there are, I mean, business in any industry never goes to zero, right? right? It might look a lot different. What the, what your consumer needs might change. Yeah. But if you're constantly trying to bring a better solution to your consumer, you'll win. Yeah. No, this is, and this is one of the things that you said recently that I just really grabbed onto because we literally say this at our company as well, the exact same words. Um, the Amazon customer is your customer. The Uber customer is your customer. Yeah. The experiences that consumers are getting in other aspects of their life, whether it's in a digital space or just in a retail environment, whatever, those are the same people that are buying from you. And so I am always hyper aware, as I now know you are as well, to pay attention to those experiences because if you think about it enough, you can find a way to pull that into your business as well. Even if the businesses are completely different. I'm a SaaS business, Uber drives cars. Mm -hmm. They're still a SaaS business as well, but of course, yeah. transportation as yeah. well, right? But I can still pull a lot from those experiences. And I think it's great that you look outside your industry 
like you were saying last time I heard you yeah. speak, yeah. to find that inspiration. For sure. Yeah, you 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 have to you have to go elsewhere because mm -hmm. if you stay stuck in your industry, you'll continue to do the same things that are antiquated until you're completely out of business. Yeah. Right. And I've yeah. watched it happen, and it's actually happening in our industry right now. I can't tell you how many real estate agents are struggling so bad right now yep. because there was no innovation. Yep. And they and in a lot of cases, the brokerage that they're at. All they do is just provide some software, some SaaS company, you know, hey, do this, do that, and, and no one adopts them yeah. until they're completely out of business. Yeah. And the consumer has become far more educated yeah. because companies like you just mentioned, the Ubers, the Amazons, Byte Squads, DoorDash, all these companies, yeah. they're providing a different service, but they're also educating the consumer, right? Yeah. You think about Amazon and frequently asked questions and reviews and all of these things that are happening, yeah. they are giving way more to the consumer and it's the same thing the consumer wants in every other vertical. Yes. Right. And and yes. that's the and that's the mistake that so many are making. They think, well, our industry has always been done this way, and they said there's going to be disruption, and right. and and they don't <laughs> believe it, right? And I think sometimes the longer you've been in an industry, yeah. the more the the more risk you have, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because you're so you become so tunnel vision, like, yep. oh, the ups and downs. It's going to slow down for a few minutes. It's going to change. It's going to be this. It's going to yep. be that. Yep. And and then all of a sudden, and then. The further down the, the the road you get, then you become complacent. Yep. Right. Then you become yep. complacent, and you're like, well, you know, I've done all right. Like I'm just gonna kind of ride out the storm and see what happens. <laughs> and you lose that innovation. Yeah. And when you stop yeah. innovating, you're dead. Like Absolutely. you really are. My father and used to say that all the time. If you're not growing, you're dying. He mm -hmm. said that to me since I was eight years old when I got my first job. He said that to me. Yep. So true. And it is so true. And I think about that every day. Because you can't just get to a point where you become comfortable and complacent and just hope that great things are going to happen to you. I talk to my team about this all the time. We're a small company. Nothing great is going to happen to us. It's, it's going to happen because we make it happen. For sure. And that's the only way. Because businesses fail every single day. 90% mm -hmm. of the companies that started when I started are going to be gone at, in five years. Right. Completely gone. Yep. And some of them are already gone. We're two and a half years in. Some of them are already gone. Yeah. It's a terrifying thing to think about. When you think about it, I don't know why anyone ever actually does start a business because it is. <laughs> it's an absolutely terrifying thing to do. Yeah. And that's where I want to bring this back a little bit because this is the founder's mentality. And we know who you are today. Yeah. We know what you're doing today. Yeah. But who was Chris Lindahl before he was Chris Lindahl? <laughs> right? Like, who did you used to be? I, 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 I you know, I always say, the reason I started a business was because I made a really bad employee. And what I mean by that is I worked my tail off for the people I worked for, but I always thought there was a better way to do it. And at a certain point, if you continually think there's a better way to do it, you better just put your money where your mouth is and go do it or shut up and just keep doing it the way your boss tells you to do it. I think we're similar in this. Mm -hmm. So what was the jumping off point for you? Who were you before you did this? Yeah, yeah. So. There are a couple different things. There's obviously the personal side of that. Then there's the business and where the business was. And, and I want to know both today. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So the personal side is, it, and you know, anyone that's known me for a long time is like, I, I, I truly make it a point to not change. I haven't changed. Mm -hmm. Like I am the exact same person today that I was when I first started. Mm -hmm. uh, and I sincerely mean that. And I'm not blowing smoke. And anyone that knows me and's known me for a long time. Yeah. What I would say what's happened on the personal side as people have created an image of me mm -hmm. that don't know me, mm -hmm. right? So you put yourself out there, they see you, they hear you, 
everyone has an opinion of you, mm-hmm. right? They don't know you, they've never met you, yep. but they make statements, they post things online like you had mentioned earlier. Yep. There's all these comments, all this chatter, this telephone game where it started as one thing and by the time it got to 40 others, it's something completely different. Yep. Um, and so, so when you build a personal brand around your business the way that I have, you have to know that people are going to twist your personality. Yep. Like there, there's going to be doubters and naysayers and there's gonna be people out there that want you to fail. Yep. Like that's just the society we live in. And you have to realize that if you're going to build a personal brand, you're gonna take some of that heat. And what's so interesting, you mentioned founders and visionary and all these things that I always find so interesting is you, you, you have this path where you're, you're really starting to kind of carve out your niche and you're in your industry and you're really starting to take off. And I'm talking more so about business leaders and, and, and what happens is, is people don't like that. Like there's a lot of people that don't like that. There's a lot of jealousy, a lot of envy. A lot of times it's specific to the industry you're in. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because what happens is, is as soon as you make it, you become the hero. <laughs> so you have this, this ramp of years of, of like just, I mean, just so much adversity, right? I mean, everyone is like, this is going to sink. It's over. It's all done. You know, here's a prime example. Here's the best example I can give you. For years, other people in the industry have said, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to Chris Lindahl Real Estate in the, in the downturn or a crisis or a recession, yeah. which look what's happening right now. We're yeah. thriving yeah. and more and more client and more and more potential clients are coming to us because they know that we can handle the storm and we have a solution yeah. that others don't. Yeah. But if you would have listened to the naysayers and doubters over the past couple of years, yeah. they would think that we'd be sinking right now yeah. and instead we're flourishing. Yeah. And so those are the types of things where I would say like, when you, when you watch your personal brand grow, you have to be okay with what they say because yep. then you have to realize they're the problem, not me. Right. Yeah. And it takes time because when you first do it, I mean, no one likes to be put down. No one likes to hear all these, you know, all these stories and things that people say. And it's hard. It, it's super hard. Right. Yeah. And so, so, so the personal side, like I haven't changed, mm-hmm. but people have changed my appearance and who I am. Yeah. Um, but also when you are building your personal brand or you're, you're part of a company and, and you're out there, you're closer to it, yeah. right? So you feel like the number of people that have an opinion of you is larger than it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually, for me, it's, I know it's very small. Yeah. And what people are starting to see is like exactly why I came here today and exactly why I'm live streaming it. Like I wanna give back to people yeah. and share with other business leaders and others that, that maybe are in a moment of crisis right now, yeah. or maybe they're looking to scale their company or maybe, you know, there's all these different things yeah. that early on in my career, like I didn't have the confidence to hit go live and just whatever happens yeah. because I was taking so many shots and so much heat yeah. because when you're disrupting and, and, and innovating in an industry, People that have been doing it for a long time or companies that have been around for a while, they don't love what you're saying or what you're doing, No, right? They want it to stay status quo yep. and they want it to be the same thing over and over again. Yep. And now that, that we're getting that, now that we're creating this, they're getting exposed yeah. and they, and they don't love it. And, and the other thing that with, with building a personal brand is there are so many people in our society that are very closed minded to new and different opportunities, yep. right? So, yep. so most society would rather complain and talk negative about others, then take accountability and take action, look in the mirror and do their, and do their, you know, do something different. They'd rather sink and talk negative about everyone instead of being open-minded and saying, hey, you know what? Like that company over there, they're actually, like I'm watching what they're doing. That's, that looks pretty, it's pretty awesome, right? And and like, and you're looking at that and you're going like, 
wow, that's different than what my broker just told me, or that's different than what my team leader just told me. Like I'm watching what they're doing, or I just had a transaction with one of their agents, or I'm friends with one of their employees. And what they're saying is happening is not what I'm hearing inside of the industry, you know? And so it, it, what's big about this though, for me, and what I hope everyone realizes that's listening is you're completely right. It is so much easier to complain. That's why Yelp is just the worst system in the world because these poor restaurants are just struggling, right? Because everyone loves to complain about a meal. Nobody likes to talk about how great the meal was. I mean, very few people do. So when you can get people to start saying positive things, that's epically, I mean, and, and what I can say is, so we talked about it already. You had the costume contest that you didn't even think of. You got people emulating you on billboards. You didn't think of any of that. Additionally, though, anybody that is listening to this. Um, I, I'll be honest. I didn't know what my opinion was of you when I first met you the first couple times. Yeah. I didn't know. No. Um, and, and I didn't really form an opinion until just honestly, just recently, I don't know why you're in my life in the last, just like two weeks, but, um, one, one of my good friends invited me up to his cabin and, um, it was like a, just a retreat for the soul. And we were talking there, and he had invited another good friend of mine that I didn't know is a good friend of yours, Jason uh, Kuntz. Yeah. And I said, yeah, uh, our friend Mick is going to have Chris on his podcast. What do you think of that? And he goes, dude, let me tell you something. Chris Lindahl is one of the best people you will ever know. Yeah, awesome. And I said. Thank you, Jason. And I said, really? I said, really? He goes, really? And for me, that was eye-opening because I like to uh, I like to take my information from people that I admire and that mm-hmm. I respect. And Jason is one of the greatest people I know, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, yeah, he is just, human being. he will help anybody. Yeah. And Best Christmas Ever is one of the greatest organizations we have in Minnesota from a nonprofit perspective. If no one listening knows what Best Christmas Ever is, just go to Best Christmas Ever. I mean, it's amazing organization. Um, for him to say that, I was sold immediately, mm-hmm. right? So I think anyone listening just... If you're hearing negativity about people like Chris or people like me who are putting themselves out there that are trying to build something and that are trying to be the driving force to at least get the ball rolling, that's all we're doing. We're trying to get the ball rolling and then we're trying to have, we're trying to support people around us to do the same thing and to build something great and to help everybody around us succeed. Whether they're in our business or outside of our company, we both have the mission to watch everybody succeed together because it's very clear we both believe we don't succeed by ourselves. Yeah, we so, don't. So spot on. What one thing that I that I've learned is is you know you you never want to make an assumption without no. making a determination yourself. Nope. Right. And I think nope. it, as a society, we rely on information that isn't that accurate. Mm-hmm. And I think we're I think as a society we are also becoming far more educated on what is real and what is fake. Yeah. You mentioned reviews. Yeah. Like I think a lot of us are starting to realize like this review system is not right, <laughs> no. right? We, there are certain people that no matter what you do, you can't make them happy, nope. right? And then there are also certain platforms, you mentioned Yelp, that they monetize their entire platform on negative reviews yeah. and they showcase only the negatives, not the positives. Right. And a lot of the positives don't even get published. No. Right. And so I think as we learn about like this entire review thing, which is a whole different scale than it ever used to be. Yeah. We're so skeptical now. Yeah. We're so skeptical and we want to get the information ourselves yeah. rather than allow someone else who we've never met behind an alias or behind a screen. Yeah. Determine what our experience might be. Yeah. We don't know. Right. And yeah. so, 
So it sounds silly when you really think about it yeah. that we have, it's, you know, and when we look at the past few years, we have made some decisions in our society yeah. based on someone's, you know, opinion yeah. who we don't know. Yep. We don't know who they are. We don't know what their circumstances were. Yep. We don't know anything about them. Yep. And we might make a decision whether we're going to that restaurant or whether we're not based on what someone said. And we don't know who that person is. We don't know if they're a former employee. We don't know if they're a competitor of that restaurant. Yep. We have no idea. Yep. And so I think what we're starting to see is we're really starting to see people take those reviews with a grain of salt. Yes. Now we have yes. great reviews on Google, which monitors as well. And, and same with Zillow, but Yelp, I mean, it's, we have people that are writing Yelp reviews based on our advertising, right? right? And there's no regulation of any of that, right? It's just, it, it's, you know. How can but, you criticize someone's uh, advertising campaign? That's not fair. But, but, but I love it because it, then it tells me it's working, yeah. right? If they have, if yeah. they take the time to go leave a review on Yelp about those things that we did or said, yeah. like that means it's working. That yeah. means we're winning. Yeah. And, and what I've also realized is the small amount of people that are going to go out and do those things and live their life that way. Yep. Like that's an awful life to live. And the super positive people aren't gonna go out and be that vocal about it, nope. right? They're gonna have the conversation that you and Jason had. Yep. And you're going to and you're gonna get your information from someone that you trust. Right. And that's the same thing that so many people that we work with, they talk to people that we've already worked with. Yeah. And they know what the results are. Yeah. They know what it's like to go through our innovative process. They know those things, yep. which is is the most powerful thing. And this is why word of mouth has worked so well for so long and referrals yeah. and all those things, because now because of the size of our company, we are one degree separation away from almost every single person in Minnesota and Wisconsin, because we've sold so many houses yep. and then you add in social media yep. and everyone's connected to a past client of ours yep. or to someone that we've impacted through our nonprofit, yep. the Be Generous Project. Like yep. everyone knows and sees what we're doing. Like, oh, you're mutual friends with Chris. Yeah. Hey, tell me about, how do you know them? Yeah. How do you know them? How do you like, right? And so it becomes, and then you add our agents and you add their families and like, yeah. it becomes truly one separation away. Yeah. And then people start to do their own research because they realize how foolish we have all been, including myself of like reading a review of someone we have no idea. We don't know the credibility yeah. and we've made decisions based on that. Yeah. And now people are going to do their own research, which is so different. It's so different. Chris, I knew we were going to go over time. We've gone over time and, and you brought food that we should get to. <laughs> I thought we just started. But there's a couple more <laughs> questions I do want to get to, but we're going to do a couple quick ones here. When did you found this business? What year was it? So a couple, there's a couple or a couple answers to that question. Okay. Yep. So there's when I got into real estate yep. as a real estate agent, yep. which was May, 2009. Okay. I started the Chris Lindahl team in January of 2015. Okay. And I started Chris Lindahl real estate, the brokerage in May of 18. 18. Yeah. That's not too long ago. No. How big, how big is, how big was the team when you started that? So when I, when was I started this a Jerry Maguire well, moment where well, you had when, people come with well, you or yeah, when, when I, <laughs> when I started the Chris Lindahl team, it was just myself and an assistant. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it was just, um, and we, in, yeah. and it was out of necessity. Like when I, when I look back to those days, you know, I mean, 2013, I sold 147 homes yeah. and, and or 2013, I sold 147, 2014, I sold 175, <laughs> right. In, in two years. And so. You know, when you, when you think, I'm not good at math, but that's almost a home a day. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's incredible really. And, yeah. and, and it didn't feel like when I say those numbers, it doesn't feel like I did that. Right. You know, and, and, but what makes things so different in our company today is I've actually done it at the highest level yeah. so I can lead that way. Yeah. And any other broker or team leader in the market 
can't say that. Yeah. They can't do that. Yeah. Right. And I did it in, a, in an era before, you know, when you think back to 2000, you know, 2009 and what companies have, you know, you think about the Googles and the face, I mean, all these companies were early, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there wasn't, the technology wasn't in place yep. to, to generate opportunities online. I mean, everything was way behind. Yeah. And so I just had to work super hard to get to that point. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that in a like, look at me moment. Like it was, uh, it's kind of embarrassing that I did that much, that many transactions without more help. Yeah. Uh, sacrifice friendships, relationships. I mean, yeah. when you're investing that much time. Yeah. But the flip side of that is, our business wouldn't be where it is today if I didn't make those sacrifices and those commitments then. No. Nope. Right. And so that's the you know so many people want to have a business like ours, yep. but don't want to put in the work or have the commitment. Right. I mean, everyone yep. can do the same thing if they want to. Yep. Most people just won't take that action. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry. Did you think this was going to be easy? Right. I mean, it's this is startup. I say that to people all the time. This is startup. Mm -hmm. This is not easy. If this was easy, everybody would be doing it. Mm -hmm. If it was easy, no one would ever say starting a business is a crazy idea. Everybody says it's a crazy idea. For sure, Look yeah. what you've done in four years. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I've done anything yet. I truly believe we're just getting started. All right, well, then I can't wait to see when you're doing something. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible, though. But. Yeah. What was what was that early? What was that next step like for you when you decided I'm slapping my own name on something? I'm starting my own business. Did yeah. you did you bring on investors early on? Did you bootstrap this? What yeah. was that first day like? Yeah. So so when when I look at the um, when I look at that 13 and 14 era that I yeah. had with yeah. an assistant and doing those types of transactions. Yeah. Um, I knew that I needed help and I knew that I needed to provide a better experience for the consumer. Yeah. Like I was, I, that was hands down so crystal clear to me. Yeah. Um, one thing that, 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 that there's been, you know, it's funny when you, when you put yourself out there, everyone has a story, like everyone has a story of how Chris Lindahl did what he did. Right. Yeah. Um, and how our company got to where it is. We've, we've never taken on any debt. We've yeah. never taken on any loans. We've never taken on any investors. I own hundred percent of the company. Like I 100% just continued to reinvest everything back into the company. The point now we're millions and millions and millions of dollars we've invested back into our company, which is such a significant advantage in the real estate space yeah. because any other broker, they keep the commission. Yeah. They don't reinvest it. They don't yeah. grow it. And so yeah. when people say like, well, how did it get to this point? Yeah. It's because I continue to invest back in knowing that if I built a brand that the consumers would get a better experience, it would attract more homeowners. It would attract more home buyers. Yeah. I just kept pushing it in, kept going, kept going. And this is just the beginning and we're going to continue to do that, yeah. right? We're building technology. We're doing all these things. I mentioned at the beginning, we're starting to now educate other you know, entrepreneurs, other business leaders. Yep. We're recording these videos to give back to them yep. because we're leveraging our springboard and our brand today. And the beautiful thing about building a brand around a person is there are other opportunities and other things that you can do because you can use your springboard and your credibility and your brand yep. to do more greater good and give more back, yep. which is sort of the foundation of, of what we started with, which is the be generous thing. Yeah. And so when you look back to those early days of, of doing that, but if you listen to the naysayers and doubters, they'd say, my, my dad owned a billboard company, which my dad passed away in high school. So that, <laughs> sure. that story is no good. That doesn't work. Like there's, there's no. been stories of like, oh, I heard he's going through this nasty divorce. He's hiding all this money. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, you hear all these different stories from so many. The thing that's so funny about any story is like, it's, it's amazing to me that so many people would have, would, would participate in this telephone game when mm -hmm. it defies logic. And I'm just yeah. going to share it openly. Yeah. So if you look at someone 
that would be going through a divorce, mm-hmm. the last place that someone would want to invest money yep. would be in marketing that would get them more money or a bigger return. Yeah. Yet you can look at this small percentage of people in our industry, most likely, yep. that are having these conversations. Oh, I heard he's doing this. I heard he's doing that. I heard. You know, you look at those stories, and it's amazing yeah. to me right. that it defies logic. And when <laughs> right. when anyone's ever approached me with any of these conversations, and I ask a few questions, like. Oh, that, that is really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't add but up. when we get caught up <laughs> in the hype, right? We get caught up in the hype and it's just like, we want to have these conversations yeah. and we're addicted to drama, yeah. right? We're addicted to these conversations. We'd much rather talk about someone else than talk about ourselves and the lack of action that we're taking, yeah. right? We don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to watch the video of us. Yeah. We'd rather criticize someone else that's doing one, yep. right? Yep. And that's the society that we live in. Yeah. And it's so interesting. It's so yeah. interesting to me how many people are so distracted and they're they're one hundred percent getting robbed of productivity, yep. and they're playing defense, not offense, right now yep. because they're so focused on what others are doing. Yep. When in, in at least in our industry, they're going out of business right now. Yep. They are literally going out of business playing defense. They have no idea what this is going to look like for them because they'd rather throw stones and cast blame and say it was this and say it was that. And also too, you know how funny people look mm-hmm. when they go and talk to a consumer and they talk poorly about another business. Right. It's the worst thing to do. It makes it way easier for us. So if anyone's watching that's not in our company, keep doing it because it's working for us. Like, keep doing it. But yeah. those types of things, right? Those types of things yeah. are the type, this is our, I feel like this is our responsibility, not to business, but as like humanity yeah. to treat others like kind and like treat others with respect. Yeah. And like, all yeah. I want is I want to see everyone succeed. There's enough yeah. opportunities in the world for everyone, Yeah. but people would rather cast stones and, and, and blame others and yeah. create stories and do these things. And, yeah. and the thing that's always so interesting to me, and I look at businesses, I've never, I've never worried about what someone else was doing or yep. another business was doing. Yep. I couldn't imagine leading my company talking about other companies no. and other people. No. Like I, I am, I, it's to me, I'm really curious on like other industries and other leaders where they lead their meetings and they're talking about what someone else is doing. Right. I see it all the time. And for us, yeah. because we're everywhere and, and because almost every single consumer is aware of us and they're interviewing us uh, and most of them are working with us, yep. other agents, other brokers and other teams are suffering from this. Yep. And so they want to go have conversations about, oh, they're doing this or they're doing that. Or I heard they were shady or whatever. You know, the other thing too, when you think about Real estate, it's all public information. Yep. Right? So yep. you if someone was doing something shady, you go look it up. You'd see it. You know, and, and, and but this is the world that we live in. We're so yeah. distracted yeah. as human beings yeah. that they'd rather lead their team meeting or their company meeting and talk about what we're doing yep. rather than how they're gonna win. Yep. And this is why in this moment right now where I talked about earlier about coronavirus and, and and you know, you look at crisis and all those things that come up in every business at some point. Yep. We've had several of them over the years. Yep. When you look at all those things, when you're playing defense for years, you were not innovating and that's why they're in pain right now. Yeah. Whereas if they would have been playing offense and they would have been focused on cre- creating a better consumer experience and innovating, yep. the day would this these days would look a lot different for them. Yep. But now they're stuck. They yep. have nothing to provide to the consumer in yep. the in the time that we're in today. Yep. And now they go to their meetings and they just want to talk about companies that are innovating that are doing the right thing because they have nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, look, this is what it looks like when you try to do big things, mm-hmm. right? You have to work really hard. You have to go, go, go. You have to put your name out there. You have to put your face on it. You have to go and you have to just silence it because when you're doing big things, it's, it goes right back to what you were saying earlier. The jealousy sets in. Um, it's really hard to get people to cheer you on, but when you do, 
it's loud, man. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. And I think that that's what Minnesota is seeing right now. If there's one thing that I believe, it's that by the time you hear something once, it's already being said multiple times over. I believe this in ideation for businesses. I believe this in how people think about other people, right? So what I will say to you is, by me now having two people in the last week tell me that you're a solid, solid guy, Mikolai and Jason, just in the last couple weeks here, um, I think it's amplifying. I think the right message is getting there, right? I agree. And I think that you've done a really good job so far of silencing the negativity and moving forward and not letting that hold you back. And I think it's about to get a lot easier for you because I think you're going to start hearing a lot less of the negativity yeah. because a lot more of the positivity is being vocalized in the community. So yeah, congratulations on I, that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that, the, the, the thing that is happening right now is, is that I look at other people in our industry and actually even most companies locally, yeah. I don't know any that give back as much as we do. Sure. Right. And so, sure. but for so long, everyone wanted it to, to say it was something different than what it really was. Yeah. But now you, we, we have the real estate side where, you know, we're one degree separation away, yep. but we're now close to having one degree separation away from our be generous project and giving back. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is far more important to us. Like, yeah. yes, we've had success in business and, 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 uh, I believe our obligation is human beings first. Yeah. Like yeah. business second, human yeah. beings first. Like yeah. let's take care of everyone that we're connected to yep. in our world. Yep. Like in let's let business be second yep. because you know, I see this so often too. I'll give you an example. You'll have people that will post things and write things on social media about someone that they're friends with. Yeah. But if it's a business relationship, they can't help themselves, but insert the business relationship. Yeah. I'm so happy for so-and-so that's a client that's this, or our client did this, or our client did that. Yep. I said, if you ultimately want to win, post something where you have nothing to gain. Yep. Right? Post something where you have nothing to gain, yep. and you're congratulating another human being, yeah. rather than trying to have an alternative motive of like, yep. hey, like I'm going to post this so that everyone sees that they're my client, or that's my client, or I have something to gain. Yep. And it's so easy, and it sticks out like crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it sticks out like crazy because people yeah. see it like, oh, they're only posting this because they want something to gain. Yeah. Start congratulating people and start start really treating people like human beings yep. with nothing to gain. Yep. That's where the ultimate win is, right? Absolutely. And this is exactly like I had told one of my friends I had mentioned earlier about, you know, the 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 coronavirus and their industry, which is they're really feeling some pain. Reach out to people as human beings and see how to support them. Yeah. Don't ask them to get, you know, if you're going to get paid or not, or if things are going to happen or not, like <laughs> right. reach out to them and say, Hey, like I want to lead a helping hand or yeah. like in, in my case, the reason I'm going to, to dinner with my friend tonight is I've been through a lot of these crisis moments. Yeah. And if I can provide any additional resource or education yep. to help him, to help his family, to help his employees, yep. to help his independent contractors, to help everyone. Yep. I want to do that. And that's yep. fundamentally what I believe in is exactly why we have these Facebook lives going now, exactly why I'm here today yep. is because I want to help as many people as I can yep. so that we don't see human beings struggling. And that's yep. far greater than business, yep. right? And, and yep. when you can go and show up to things where there's no monetary return, there's nothing in it for you. That's where you ultimately win in life. Absolutely. When you can just keep showing up for people the business, all the other things will come later. Yep. Like it will come when it's right. It Maybe it's now, maybe it's later, maybe it's in 10 years, maybe it's in 20 years. Who knows where that's at, right? We don't know. Yep. But if we can be a great human being and we can be leaders to our community and to our people, yep. we'll win, yep. we'll, we'll win. But the yep. problem is, is 
So many people have these crazy egos and so many people are so greedy that all they want to think about is like, how do I gain from this? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I get that? And I've watched it happen so many times. I would challenge everyone that's watching or listening, start going to do things when you don't get anything back. Yeah. That's where you ultimately win. And it stands out and and it feels good, right? It feels good to give back. This is why we give back. This is why we do these things. It it feels good to make a difference and give back to people. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Start with value always. Bring people value. Look, unless it's not part of your central mission, then don't. Because like you say, you see through it. Yep. Right? You see through it. You um, can feel it, right? If if yeah. someone's faking it, yeah. like anything that you're thinking privately shows up publicly Absolutely. every single time. Absolutely. And, you, and if you're sitting on the other table or you're sitting on the other line of the phone or message or whatever it is, yep. and when you're in that position yep. and you're talking to someone that has high EQ, Yep. They're going to sniff it out in a second. Oh, absolutely. They're going to go, what are they trying to sell me, right? What are they trying to do? What's happening there? They know. Yeah. They know. Absolutely. I mean, and this is is the whole reason I even started this podcast. This is another way we're aligned. Um, I don't, my business is very new right now. We don't have the finances to give back monetarily or to do the things in the community that you can do right now. But what I can do right now is there's a lot of interest in the community uh, about starting up a business. How did you do it? How did you do it? And uh, we both had this same experience where I was trying to be generous with my time and meet with people um, to tell them the story. Yeah. And I realized I was telling the same story to 500 people. And I needed to, A, amplify the message. So I didn't have to keep having the same meeting every single day. But I also realized that there's a lot of people that I will never meet face-to-face that will benefit from the stories of other founders starting businesses. Many people are founder curious. Half of them will never do anything, yeah. and the other half will try, and about 10% of that half will actually do anything. That's just the reality. But you know, it's good to give people as much information as they possibly can so they can make an informed yeah. decision and move forward. You said, one of the, you said one of the most important things that I, I don't want overlooked for yeah. people that are watching. You mentioned, I mean, in, and I was in the same spot you were, right? Growing yeah. the business, not having yeah. the resources to maybe give as much capital back. You're investing it in other things right now, yep. um, which at some point you'll get there, right? Yeah. But I think we all get caught up in thinking that giving money back is the most important thing and it's yeah. not, yeah. right? It's not yeah. like, and yep. for us, like our Be Generous project is we give back our time, treasures, and talents. Yep. And arguably, treasures is last. Yeah. The money is last. Yeah. Time is way more difficult to commit to. Yeah. I mean, look at, you had to schedule this out with me. You had to get everything ready, it's right? You, you had your calendar, works, right? Yeah. You had, like, just your time of showing up <laughs> yeah. is really difficult. Yeah. And that's ultimate generosity yeah. is because we all only have 24 hours in a day. Yep. And then what I would say is then, then the other one that's overlooked is the talents, yeah. right? We might not think, oh, like, oh, like our business is only at this level. It's not at this level. Yeah. Like we can't provide any value to this person or that person. Yep. And the reality is, it's like one little nugget for someone might change their world, Absolutely. right? Might change their life. 100%. And, and, and so, so when you, when you think about generosity and you think about giving back, think about your talents, like what have you learned in Everyone has enough to give back. Yep. Right. Everyone has enough. Everyone's had enough life experiences to give back to others. Yep. Right. And so you have that, but then also you have your time and then you have your treasures, which is your money, which in most cases should be the last one. Yeah. Now you put all three together and that's the ultimate win, right? Where you can show up and give back 
Mike, this point right here, Josh is a great interviewer because your talent level is at a completely different level because you've done so many of these, because sure. you've been on video, sure. because you've practiced. Sure. And these are the things now you can take your talents, leverage with your time, yep. and you can bring back so much value to so many yep. without it actually being dollars. Yeah. And I would argue that your impact to others is way larger than you could ever contribute in terms of, of treasures. Man, all right, thank you. Yes. And that's where I'm going to end it. Not just because I like to end on a high note for myself, which I always do, <laughs> but also because we've been talking for so long, every single thing I have running on batteries is failing on me right now. <laughs> um, so we still have video, but I don't know how much longer. So for anyone listening, I'm sorry I have to cut Chris off. We probably could have gone for another half hour, but we just can't today. So maybe we'll do it again another time. It was yeah. an absolute honor to have you on this show. Yeah. Um, so thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you so much. One thing I would add is, yeah. you know, success leaves a lot of clues, yeah. right? And, and, and yeah. you know, like I had mentioned at Coffee and Closures, I follow everything that you're doing, and I'm a constant learner. Um, you could go to my social media, connectwithkl.com, yep. which is my link tree of all my social media handles. Yep. Watch what we're doing, Yeah. right? I mean, I mean, don't listen to what we said today. Go watch yeah. it, yeah. right? You can watch our public Chris Lundahl real estate page. You can watch my Chris Lundahl public figure, yep. my Instagram. You can follow follow everything yep. that we're doing yep. that I'm not just saying it, we're living it. Yeah. And you can watch that through video. Yeah. You can see those it, stories. That's the important part for sure. We got to stop talking about doing great things. We got to actually do great things. 100%. Be seen doing great things yes. is the best thing. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And, and that's where the inspiration comes from. That's how you inspire the next generation of people that are going to be generous, do good things, help others succeed. And they will ultimately be successful themselves because when you are that person, the world gives it right back to you. Yeah. It does every single day. We're in such an exciting time in our in our world too. Really I mean, are. With technology and, and, and the education that's available. I mean, yeah. pretty yeah. much anyone, I mean, you could get as educated as you want today yeah. without spending a dollar. Absolutely. Without spending a dollar. I mean, yeah. the people watching this video, like the, the, yeah. the things that are readily available today, yeah. you can learn from others that have already done it. Success leaves yeah. so many clues. Yep. And, as much as things have changed, a lot of them have stayed the same, Yep. right? A lot of the yep. principles are still the same. Yep. The delivery of it might be different. The yep. technology might be different, yep. but we still are all human beings. I love what you say about success leaves clues. What I'm going to leave the listeners with is something I say a lot that's very similar, but I think slightly different. Uh, I like to say, make sure to be intentional and leave tracks. Yeah. Don't just leave clues. People have to sniff out the clues. They got to work a little harder for those clues. Mm -hmm. Be intentional. Leave some tracks that they can see, yeah. that they can follow. There's no reason for us to do this alone. Nope. There's no reason for us to only be the ones that get to win. Um, and neither of us have ultimately won yet, regardless. There's no. still a lot ahead of us here. For sure. Chris, this has been awesome. I'm shutting this down because it's about to just, it's gonna blow up on me here. I'm watching the battery <laughs> life. It's like on, yeah, it's on, it's not good. Thank you everybody for listening to The Founder's Mentality. Make sure to share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Let them know that it's on all the streaming channels. You can check out the full video on thefoundersmentality.com anytime you want and all the past episodes. But I really thank everybody for joining and I will uh, see you again in just two weeks. Talk to you later.